Welcome in, everybody, to the Locked On Eagles podcast, your team every day. I am your host, Gino Camilleri. I will be riding solo on this edition of Gino's Guarantees. Going to get into a little Eagles news, a little quick discussion around the whole Le'Veon Bell idea real quick. Then we're going to get into a couple picks, like what I like to call Gino's Guarantees. But before I do that, Eagles Nation, with that said, I'm excited to talk to you about our newest partner, Loki. Need a little extra swag for game day? Loki has got your back. And with their brand new game day collection, you can get great swag to be a part of Eagles Nation or whatever team you're a part of. But if you haven't heard of them before, well, you have now. This company is amazing. Me personally, I've been rocking their bracelets for a few years now. My girlfriend got me one a couple years back. I absolutely love it. It's a bracelet with an amazing message, and it also supports an incredible cause. The Loki bracelet comes in the Eagles green, midnight green, love it. Comes in midnight green, black, and white, all swirled together. Really cool pattern. Uh, the one side holds water from Mount Everest, the highest point on Earth, and mud from the Dead Sea, the lowest point on Earth. It's a daily reminder to keep balance in your life between the highs and lows, and we're getting used to that in this Eagle season. Two and two, a lot of highs, a lot of lows, and there's more yet to come. I'm a big bracelets guy, and no joke, I've been wearing the same one on my wrist for three years. As I said, my girlfriend got me one a couple years back. Absolutely love it. It's a great material. doesn't tug on any hair you got it doesn't make it feel uncomfortable when you're typing on a keyboard etc it's it's great i love it i can't say enough about it uh personally keeps me focused on both the good and bad during life things happen especially in football things could get bad but we stick with it and you could come out with a lombardi at the end so since loci is a friend of the show they're offering an exclusive discount of 25% on all game day collection bracelets whatever team you're part of hopefully you're an eagles fan that's why you'd be listening to the show but guys trust me i've been a fan of them for years and this is the best deal you're going to get just use the promo code EAGLES25 when checking out at the bottom, and you can thank me later. Go to LOKAI.com and use the promo code EAGLES25 to take advantage of this amazing deal. Alright guys, with that said, let's get into a little discussion. Let's just hit on the Eagles injury report real quick. Yesterday it was quite big, but today things are getting a little better. Fletcher Cox... Alshon Jeffrey, Jason Peters, they were all full participants. Cox had a little rap on his ankle from reports. He said he feels great and he's going to be ready to go. Alshon, I'm not too sure what's up with that chest injury, but Jason Peters, we know that quad has been lingering for a little bit that he injured in that uh, Colts game. Wasn't too too primed to go during that, but he's getting better. He's doing well. He's a full participant. Uh, those who did not practice were... Derek Barnett with a shoulder injury, let's hope that clears up. Corey Clement, we know he's been riding that quad injury that's been unfortunate for him. And uh, on the other side of the muscle system, Darren Sproles has a hamstring injury that's been lingering too. So that backfield, man, it's beat up. And uh, it's, it's a tough spot to be right now with J.H.I. He's really going through pain tolerance with that lower back fracture. That's That can't feel great. I, I've never broke anything in my back, but I've known people who have played through that transverse process uh fracture still not comfortable but he's gonna make it uh Josh Adams he hasn't really gotten much action in his time so we'll see where we're at with the with the running back core come Sunday but as we discussed me and Lou the other day this Le'Veon Bell idea is not going away it just seems every single day 
more and more reports are coming out about it. And Shio Kapadia of The Athletic and Bo Wolf have both touched on it, which I think is pretty impressive because those are the two more known, I would say, Eagles beat reporters in, in Philadelphia. And for The Athletic, a huge subscription service that puts out great content. They don't write articles just for clickbait. They write them for substance. And today, Bo Wolf put out an article. He interviewed a formal, former Eagles executive, uh, Joe Banner, which provided some good insight. So, Joe Banner, they just went into a little discussion on Le'Veon Bell. And he thinks that, like everybody else, that, that second round pick and a little additional will get it done. And he really thinks that this could be a move that puts the Eagles over the top for the Super Bowl. And like I just mentioned, with all those injuries in the backfield, it's not going to be easy for them. It's This league is moving towards passing. I, I like to compare it to the Big 12. It's slowly becoming the Big 12. Uh, I saw a statistic today that teams are running under 25 times a game, which is the lowest in history of the NFL, which is crazy to think about uh, how much teams harp on running. I know Sean McDermott came out about wanting to run the ball more for Buffalo. I know uh, John Filippo said he would like to run the ball more in Minnesota, but it's really a passing league. And when you could add an element such as Le'Veon Bell, who can literally work all over the field, he can line up out wide, he can line up in the slot, he can catch passes out of the backfield. For a team that their two receiving back options are really limited injury-wise right now with Corey Clement and Darren Sproles, it's something to definitely, definitely look into. And like the reports have said, they've been pondering this for a while now. So I don't think this idea is going to go away. I know the trade deadline, we still got about four weeks before we get there, but I don't think this is going to die. I think it's something is going to happen, whether it's with the Eagles or somewhere else, some other team in the league. I think Le'Veon Bell is going to get moved. I don't really know how you repair that kind of relationship when a team really doesn't want to pay you your worth. You're all of a sudden just going to show up halfway through the season and play. It just, just doesn't seem right. And uh, Le'Veon Bell seems like a guy who takes a lot of pride in his work, clearly, because he wants a big contract. And it's it's well-deserved from his production. He's done some stuff that not many running backs in the league have done before. He's great in pass protection. It. It just would be something that would be great for this Eagles team because the defense, they're not stopping anybody at this point in time. So you're going to have to outscore people. Uh, We haven't scored over 23, 24 points a game. So we need to keep getting more points on the board. So the more weapons, the merrier. And if it's a one-year rental for a second-round pick, maybe an additional late-round pick or a fringe player, I'm, I'm totally okay with that because say he does walk in free agency, you're going to get a comp pick for him. And he's going to get a boatload of money, and the top comp pick you can get is a third-round pick. So you give up a second, and you still have an additional one with the uh, the trade-up with Baltimore, or trade-down, dare I say, with Baltimore Ravens in the last year's draft. You still have a second-round pick. You're going to get an additional third. So is it really worth giving up a second-round pick to drop back maybe 20, 30 spots in the draft to get a guy who can potentially put you over the edge for another Lombardi trophy? I think it's an absolute no-brainer. The only downside, though, is you got to clear cap space. It's going to be tough. Nick Foles' contract doesn't look like he's going to get moved anytime soon. That's probably the the one name you could think of. You could try to move guys like Darby in a deal, maybe, but his cap hit isn't that high. He's still on his rookie deal. The only way a lot of people have been saying this could get done is if they restructure a lot of cap, which you look at guys with... 
big cap numbers such as Fletcher Cox, you could restructure that cap number, kick the can down the road a little bit. Uh, who else do we got? Uh, maybe Malcolm Jenkins who re- can restructure his contract. I'm all for it. I, I think Howie's a wizard. I think he wants to repeat. He's dead set on repeating. I mean, who doesn't want more Super Bowl trophies? Carson's coming off that rookie deal soon, and you have to take advantage of this window while it's hot. You know, look at look at the Rams with Jared Goff. They just brought in all the weapons, and they're gonna have to pay Goff sooner or later. You know, and why not cash in now? Get the best team you can. And like I said, like I keep harping on, if this defense can't stop anybody. You're going to have to outscore every single team you play. Well, obviously, it's the NFL. You have to score more points than your opponent. But you want to score 30-some-odd points a game like you did last year. And with Le'Veon Bell, it's definitely possible. We saw what Elshon Jeffrey helped do to this offense in his last game. Adding Le'Veon Bell is only another element. Just just imagine Le'Veon Bell, Zach Ertz, Elshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, Dallas Goddard, all on the field at one time. Throw in Jay Ajayi, Darren Sproles, Corey Clement, Dallas Goddard, Jordan Matthews. You could just run bodies through there. And the way they played hurry up in the beginning of the games, that'd be something you could get into more and just wear down defenses late into the games. And that's how you're going to win is just wearing teams down with just such a potent offense at that point. I'm harping on it. I'm I'm a stan of Le'Veon Bell. He's unbelievable. It's well-deserved the money that he does deserve. If he does walk after this year, so be it. But give me 8 to 12 games, hopefully, that we could get to the Super Bowl with him. I'm down. 2-2 two and two isn't the best place to be. Bring him in week 8, halfway through the year if we have to. Get 8 games and then 3 additional playoff games out of him. I'm all in on the Le'Veon Bell train. I'm definitely for it. Let's go. I think I think Howie's going to look to get a deal done in the near future. If they lose this week, desperation might kick in. It might be time to get a deal done. So just keep an eye out for that. I, I, I don't think this is going to die before October 30th at the deadline at 4 p.m. So we'll see what Howie wants to do. He's Trader Howie for a reason. So let's. Uh, before we get into my picks, I just want to tell you guys about my bookie. It's kind of fitting that we do are partnered with my bookie because... How are you going to make these picks that I give you? My bookie, that's how. You know, ever since I started doing this podcast with Lou, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. Truth is, I don't know who's going to win. I'd like to think I do. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember when you're betting, it's just as important as who you're betting with as who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I'm a Sabres fan. I know my Philadelphia people won't like to hear that, but I put down a future of them to make the playoffs. So hopefully that hits. So I would like to recommend this service to my listeners. That's been good to me. Like I said, I use it. I put in a lot of futures. Uh, That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. For you fantasy guys, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Hopefully, if Le'Veon Bell comes to the Eagles, we could start betting on that. That would be fun, right? Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. 
Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.com. And don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, when creating your account to claim the bonus. You win, you play, you get paid. And MyBookie will match the listener's first deposit up to 100%, up to $1,000. So why not get some free cash to go bet some big games this weekend and... My bookie's been a great partner and I love using them, so definitely check out my bookie. Alright, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Eagles podcast, and we're gonna get into the Geno's Guarantees segment of the program. I'm gonna pick four games for you. I do it every week. The first game is always Philadelphia. This game's gonna be interesting. It's it's a revenge game for Minnesota. You know they want revenge. You know Kirk Cousins always wants revenge. He saw us for the past four years. He's a guy that loves playing Philadelphia. He's had his way with us sometimes. He's been on the suffering end of things sometimes. So this is a game that it's it's a battle. It's Both teams are in desperate spots. Philadelphia 2-2. Two and two. They don't want to go 2-3, and three, especially with a tough schedule coming up. Minnesota's 1-2-1. One, that's an even more desperate spot to be in, especially in the North with the Bears emerging. The Detroit's always going to stick around, and Green Bay, they have Aaron Rodgers. That That's always tough. So, Minnesota, they got their butts kicked against us in the NFC Championship game. This is the revenge game. So, this game, I'm loving the over, and I'm loving the Eagles' money line. So, as I like to say, the Eagles are a home team. They play well at home. They always play well at home. They're 17-2 in their last 19 home games, with one of them being against Dallas Cowboys last week 17 when they really didn't try. So think of that, 17-1 and at home in their last 18 games that mattered. That's impressive, especially against Minnesota, who I don't think as many fans are going to make the trip this time for how they were treated in Philadelphia the last time. So it's going to be a roaring environment. I know Eagles fans, are they like to rub a little bit of salt in the wound to Minnesota on how their fans responded after they were treated last game, but I think this game has all the potential in the world to be high scoring. I think this is the game that the offense really starts to get things flowing. I think Carson's going to feed off of that environment being back in the link again in a game that is actually meaningful with an NFC opponent. I know he came back against Indianapolis, but the Colts are the Colts environments aren't too live for crossover games, you know, AFC versus NFC type games, but this is an NFC game. Crowd is going to be roaring. I think the Eagles offense has a chance to put up 35 points this game. Minnesota has been leaking at the back in defense, and they could be without Trey Waynes, who's one of their better cover corners. I know reports are that Xavier Rhodes is going to shadow Elshon Jeffrey, but that's going to open things up for the rest of the guys, you know? I mean, Trey Waynes is the second best corner they have. They're going to go with a rookie Mike Hughes, who's going to be in for a big test against a potent, a potent Philadelphia offense. I like to say potent because I think they're going to turn it around this game. They need to crack that 24-point game at some point, sometime or another, you know? It just has to happen. And with Carson Wentz slinging the ball, I think this is the time that it's going to happen. They could be without Everson Griffin as well. The edge rush, it, it's there. They definitely have the, the the pass rush ability with the double-A gap blitzes they like to throw. They got a good interior line, but I really think things get going in this game. I think it's going to be high scoring for Philadelphia. I think 
with the way Minnesota throws the ball and the way Philadelphia can cover on the back end, which is they can't, they're still going to score. But Minnesota can't run the ball, and the Eagles' best strength is the run defense. So I do expect Minnesota grab maybe two touchdowns and a field goal, so that's 17 points with the over at 46. I'm projecting Philadelphia to score over 30 points. So you get 17 out of Minnesota, you're sitting pretty with Philadelphia scoring around 30 to hit that 47 mark. I think it's going to happen, and like I said, with Philly money line, they're seven and two against Minnesota, uh, which is pretty good, and they're eight and one in the last nine games against Minnesota straight up at home, which is very good. And like I said, all the other factors, I think the Eagles come out on top. Their defense always plays strong at home. We see the discrepancy between home and away defense. The link is going to be roaring. Fans know how desperate we are for a win. I think this is a lock over. Philadelphia is going to win this game. I'm not just being biased. I genuinely think that Philadelphia, at this point, has the better team. Kirk can't finish games late. The Eagles know how to get to Kirk. I remember, I watched, uh, I can't remember, on NFL Network, Brandon Graham, during one of the games against the Redskins last year, was able to pick up on Kirk Cousins' signals, which is pretty, pretty wild to think about, that he was able to, in the midst of the heat of battle, pick up just such subtle signals to call out a play, and it really turned the tides of the game. So hopefully they can pick up on little things like that. Hopefully Minnesota can score some points, but hopefully Philadelphia can blow them out of the water. So first guarantee, Philadelphia over 46, Philadelphia money line. Getting into tonight's game, Colts versus the Patriots. Patriots have owned the Colts dating back to the Peyton Manning days. We all know how that's gone. Andrew Luck, Still can't really throw the ball. Overly impressive since he's been back. The point total is 50 here, which I think is... Actually, I don't think. I know is way too many points for this game. The Colts are going to be maybe without T.Y. Hill, and I'm not 100% sure at this point, but it wasn't looking too promising for him. New England could be without Gronkowski. Those are two huge receiving options. I mean, if, if you're going to dominate the Colts... You're going to need all the weapons you can get, really. I mean, they're stingy at the back end. I mean, we saw it against Philadelphia. But they're not overly impressive on defense. But still, you want as many weapons as you can have. And being without Gronkowski at this point in time is it's not great. That's Brady's favorite weapon. But Julian Edelman comes back this game, which is an intriguing element. So I do think it's going to take a little bit for them to get the rust off. And same with Josh Gordon. He hasn't caught too many passes from Tom Brady either. So... With the fact that the Colts are without Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton, Quincy Wilson, their cornerback, could be out with a concussion. Their defense wasn't great in general, and their offense wasn't great either. I don't see the Colts, one, getting New England off the field on too many occurrences, and two, marching the ball down the field in any stretch of the imagination. I mean, can you really see Ryan Grant, Chester Rogers, and Neiman Hines taking control of this game and going down the field. I don't think it's going to happen. New England, their offense is good. I just don't think they're going to put up 35 points this game. I think it's going to be a little tougher test, but the Colts on the road have gone five out of their last five under. I think it's going to be six for six. I I could see it being a 31-10 game tops. I don't think New England's going to route them by more than 20 points. I mean, the line is 10 right now. I think that's safe. You could even see a 20-10 to 10 game. I could see as plausible. 
I don't think they're going to come anywhere close to 50. I think this is a lock. I don't know how that point total has stayed that high, especially with the offensive weapons being out. So, lock number two, lock the under in on the Thursday night game. You better get that game in. You got a couple hours before that goes. So, before I get in the last two, I want to tell you guys about Swap.com. Isn't it crazy how much we pay for brand new clothes? I think it's kind of wild. I just spent a couple hundred bucks the other day for some new clothes. And why do we buy kids' clothes if they're just going to outgrow them in a few months? I think that's the biggest sham in the entire world, children's clothing. So, wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome new discounts on gently used clothes for children? There is. Swap.com. The world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to the store and sifting through racks. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com with easy-to-use filters to find just what you need. Over 14 million tons of textiles are wasted each year. Think about that. 14 million tons. So shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent textile waste and polluting the environment, which is something you can feel good about. Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. With Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off retail. Think about that, 90% off. Everybody needs money, so why not save some, you know? So they have brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and Gap. I know Lulu's go for a lot of money. I have a girlfriend, I know exactly how much they go for. So quality, hand-inspected items are added daily. They make sure that you get top-quality products. If something doesn't fit, enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days. Special offer for our listeners. Get 35% off select items with your first order with promo code LOCKEDON. Plus, find new deals every day on Swaps.com homepage. So check out Swap.com, especially those of you who have children. You hate paying money, hate going to Target, spending a boatload on clothes. are going to outgrow in a couple weeks. Go to Swap.com. All right, everyone, welcome back to the final segment of Locked On Eagles edition on October 4th. This is a Thursday, and we are on Geno's Guarantees picks 3 and 4. So, we're moving down to the big easy with this next pick as the New Orleans Saints take on the Washington not-to-be-named names. Don't like using that word. Don't like them because they're our rival. So, this game, we're not going to pick a team to win this game. We're going to we're gonna stick with the under. I, I like a lot of the unders this week. 53 points. Seems like a lot for an offense that might be without Adrian Peterson and Trent Williams. I, we know New Orleans can blow the banks off of anybody. They can, they can run 50-point games by themselves. But Washington's coming off a bye. Their defense is really healthy. I like what I've seen out of them so far, which is kind of sad to say because they are our rivals and we do still have to play them twice, but they have a stingy defense. It's going to be loud in that dome, but defense travels as the old adage goes, and six out of the last seven games have gone under for Washington. I don't think they're going to score many points, especially if they don't have AP. I just don't trust Alex Smith and those weapons to march the ball down the field. Jordan Reed, he's always one hit away from not playing the rest of the game, so that's going to be tough. I don't trust Paul Richardson or Josh Doxson at that point. I do like New Orleans to score a bunch of points, but Washington off that bye, their defense is going to be healthy and ready to go. Uh, I think a rejuvenated offense with New Orleans, with Mark Ingram, it might... 
may take a little bit to get in a groove to change those backs in and out. Kamaru was rolling, but now you're going to bring a cog in the machine with Mark Ingram. Who knows how he's going to be coming back off of his suspension, but I can't see it being more than 40, 45 points scored in this game. I, I see it finishing 27-10, 27-17, anywhere in that region. I think it's a lock to go under. The Dome always plays a factor. New Orleans always can just route any team. They have a great scoring offense, but they haven't been the world beaters that they've been as of 2017. I know I know uh that Cleveland game they really struggled. They haven't been they haven't been that offense we know they can be. They're a lot like Philadelphia right now. That's that's what I'd like to compare them to. I think they're both in similar spots that they're still trying to figure out their offense, but like I said, Kamara and Breeze and Michael Thomas really could route a team, but I don't. The key to this game is I don't expect Minnesota to. I mean, pardon me. I don't expect Washington to score many points, so I'm going to go under 53. I say 45 is the most amount of points. Let's hope there's no fluky things with an overtime, maybe a 24 24 game in overtime. Can't see that happening, but under 53 seems like a lock to me. In our final Geno's guarantee of the week, we go out to the Battle of the NFC West. I love, love, love watching these games every year. I'm not... I I don't think any Eagles fan at this point is a fan of the Rams since they are probably our biggest competitor in the conference, but I love seeing Seattle and, and the Rams play every year. Always fun games. The NFC West, they battle each other. It's a lot like the NFC East that any given team can win on any given day. We saw it in the past when the Rams were not good and Seattle was in their Legion of Boom days. They played each other tough every single time. I know there were times when Chris Long was out there that they beat them a couple times when Seattle was just, they were the potent team in the league and they battled every single game every single year. And the point total of 50 and a half, I love that as well. I... I know the Rams can score a boatload of points, but Seattle's defense at home is never a joke. They're another team that they always play well at home. CenturyLink is one of the loudest stadiums in the entire country. It was built for sound, built to have that advantage of the 12th man, and they might not be the Legion of Boom anymore, but they're still Seattle in Seattle. It's always a tough place to play. We saw Philadelphia go out there last week, last year, pardon me, after they were rolling and only put up 10 points. So I could see the Rams floundering this game. They've been on a roll. All good things have to come to an end sometimes, you know, how the saying goes, but the Rams could have an off week. And even if the Rams don't have an off week, Seattle's still Seattle with that offensive line. They're not the Seattle of old. They don't have great offensive weapons. They don't have Marshawn Lynch anymore. Brandon Marshall and Tyler Lockett are their two big weapons. Marcus Peters is healthy on the, for the Rams. S- Seattle's offensive line is just going to get run rough shot with Aaron Donald and Dominic and Sue up the middle. I know Dominic Easley went on the IR, but Sue and Donald is just a lethal combination, especially against a team that has a poor interior offensive line. I think it could be a bloodbath in that department, but I can't really see Seattle putting up more than 17 to 20 points with a with a 50 and a half point total. I could see this being a battle, maybe 20 23-20. I think it's going to be closer than people think, but who knows? These these games can go any way really, but I really don't love 
NFC West games going over. They're not shootouts like the NFC South is. They always score 70 points combined. This is a conference that I would I would equate this conference to the Big Ten. That when they play out of conference, as in the Big Ten playing out of conference or the NFC West playing out of division, they always put up points. But when they get in the same stadium, you saw Wisconsin and Iowa a couple weeks ago in the Big Ten. When they battled, they barely could score. Them and Iowa and Iowa State could barely score as well. We've seen this in the past with NFC West teams. They can barely score against each other. So I think 15.5 points is a lot. You might be sweating it towards the end, maybe a late late garbage time touchdown by Russell Wilson. But I think 50.5, I know the unders stink to bat. You're always sweating the clock. It always seems to go a little slower. But let's hope it's a guarantee. I'm confident in this one. Four out of the last five games against the Rams in Seattle have gone under for Seattle. So I like it a lot. I think 50.5, it's the perfect number. They're going to try and keep it a little lower to entice people to bet that over. But I think this is a clear-cut under game. It's going to be 24-20, 23-20 around there. That's 43 points, 44 points. I think you might sweat a little bit, as I said, but that's the thing with betting. It's fun. You got to sweat a little bit. Like our proud partners, Lokai, say, you got to ride the highs. You got to ride the lows. You just got to keep going. Gamble responsible, everybody. Check out my bookie to put in some wagers, and let's hope we get some guarantees. Let's hope we get some locks, and I'll catch you next week on our next edition of Geno's Guarantees. And as always, I'm your host. You can catch me on Twitter at Gino underscore LOE. Check on Locked on Birds is our Twitter handle with Lou and I. We're putting out great content all the time. We like to keep it diverse. That's why we added this gambling show. We know we have a big, diverse audience. Hope you guys are having fun with us. Keep rolling with us and fly, Eagles, fly.